listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro. Joining us today, Mr. Michael Borg. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Friday, 10th day of December, 2021. Thanks so much for joining us. Whoever you are, wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. If you happen to be listening to this as a podcast after the fact, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever fine pods are cast, this is primarily a video experience. And so, if you go to our homepage at CFRN.net, on the right-hand side of the page, Click the big microphone, follow the instructions. You'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. It also gives you access to the chat box. Now, if you're listening to this after the fact, you can hit pause on your podcast player, point your browser to youtube.com slash CFRN. We also broadcast live each and every day on our YouTube channel. However, that doesn't give you access to the question box. Not only do we stream live each and every day during this broadcast, but we archive every daily show. And currently, there's over 1,800 daily live broadcasts archived for your educational and viewing pleasure. So let's open with a word of prayer. We'll start out with the scripture. John 10.10 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now we've heard it all before. The enemy comes only to steal, kill and destroy. His entire life's mission is to steal our joy, destroy our souls, and kill our bodies, ruining our chance at eternity with our Creator. When I take a minute to think about what this looks like in my own life, I'm just kind of overwhelmed. How many times do I let random and unimportant life situations steal more joy than I'm happy to admit. I have been tempted to partake in activities that could ultimately destroy my soul. 
So today I'm going to pray against the enemy's schemes. In fact, I'm going to do it daily because I know that I'm human and that I am susceptible to his tricks. And he's been working on his craft, crafting his tools since the beginning of time. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a day like this, but maybe you have. Your eyes open in the middle of the night from a deep sleep. You're in the midst of maybe an intense dream. You can tell by the rapid beat of your heart and the sweat on your brow, so you just try to get settled back in bed, praying for sleep to return, and you twist and turn for a few hours, and then when you're finally back asleep, well, then your alarm blares in your ear, reminding you of your busy day ahead. As you continue through your morning, you run out of toothpaste because, well, you forgot to stop at the store last night. So you say something like, wow, today's going to be just great. You sneer at the mirror. Your words are dripping with sarcasm. As you make your way to the car, you see that you've got a flat tire, forcing you to take time and change the tire, wasting even more time. Then as you're driving, somebody cuts you off, almost causing an accident. By this point, you got little wisps of steam coming out of your ears. The way in which your morning has gone now has become an assumptive prediction of the way the rest of the day will unfold. You muddle through the day, getting more frustrated with every passing hour. Nothing is going your way. I've been there, and I know that we've all been there, because we're all human. Overwhelmed by a barrage of poorly timed frustrations. But are they really poorly timed? Is it truly a coincidence? Or are we allowing the enemy to grab hold of the slightest piece of our heart, leading to an entire day of enemy strongholds? When we willingly hand the enemy the tiniest snippet of our joy, it can quickly become a breeding ground of discontent, which leads us to a disconnect from our Heavenly Father. Jesus' words in John 10.10 10, that I just quoted tells us that the enemy is real, that the enemy is on the move. The enemy wants us. He wants to distract us with trivial things that seem anything but trivial in the moment so that he can continue to have one foot in the door of our lives. Jesus, however, comes to give us life. He doesn't stop there, though. Not only does Jesus come to give us life, but he came to give us life more abundantly. Now that paints a beautiful picture. Our Heavenly Father loves us so much that he doesn't want us to just have life, but he wants to overflow his abundance upon us. What would it look like to have an abundance of the life he intended for us to live? I can promise you that those days where nothing is going your way surely are not what God has in mind. So a question, what are you allowing the enemy to still 
kill or destroy today in your life join me in prayer Heavenly Father thank you thank you for loving me so much that you want me to have an abundant life thank you for sharing your wisdom with me thank you for informing me of the enemy's tactics and tricks thank you for the protection from the stealing and killing and destroying that the enemy tries to bring my way every single day Lord I pray that you open my eyes to the tricks of the enemy allow me to walk through today with a discerning heart as I traverse the mundane details of this earthly life I pray that you never allow these lessons to be wasted remind me when I fall victim to the days where nothing is going my way that on those days that all I really need is you I surrender my attitude to you Lord I surrender my thoughts that say nothing is going my way I willingly exchange the enemy's attempt at death and destruction with your abundant and free-flowing life guide me today and every day and continue to remind me who I am in you in your matchless name we pray amen and amen happy Friday all right guys let's get into it hope it is a happy Friday for you whoever you are wherever you are I hope you're not having one of those kind of days first you stub your toe and you know then the toothpaste then the flat tire yeah you've been there you've seen it you've lived through it here's the numbers from around the world start out with the indices the cash markets in the US the Dow is currently up 68 points Nasdaq is up 50 the Russell 2000 is up 25 but a man in the street the Russell 2000 is down 10 in the commodity basket crude oil up 8 cents trading 71.02 last gold up $8.10 trading 17.8480 last silver up 15 cents trading 22.12 last in the Asian markets at the close the Nikkei posted a loss of 287 points that's 1% the Shanghai fell 6 the Hang Seng dropped 259 points that's a little over 1% and in the European markets at the close FTSE down 29 the DAX down 15 the CAC down 16 so it's a couple back-to-back -back days of some real quiet consolidated trade in the European markets now that gives us a red day in Asia it was a red day in the UK and currently it is a mixed radio Friday here in the US we have three of the major indices in the green the Dow the Nasdaq the S&P just one in the red our man in the street the Russell 2000 down 11 so does the Russell need to catch up with the pack or is the Russell leading the way 
when we go to the charts in a few minutes, we will talk about that. And for now, we'll go to Michael and get a recap of everything that happened this morning in the live training room. When he's done, I'll come back. We'll take a look at the Logic 247 alerts for the week, the concierge trade alerts from last night. And at any point during the broadcast, if you have a question, just type it into the chat box and we'll be happy to answer it for you. Michael, I see your charts. You can take it away. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Everybody ready? Good afternoon, everyone. Today is Friday, the 10th day of December, 2021. 10th day of the month. All right, so here's what's happening so far. If you have not taken a free trial with us and you want to, go here to eminitrainingschool.com. On this page, all we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest trading challenge, so we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Hit that send button, you'll be sent to confirmation link. You must click on that confirmation link, okay? If you don't click the link, we don't know that you took the free trial, so you gotta click on that link, all right? All right. Now, the spreadsheet. If you are gonna read the spreadsheet, you have to read the CF... Yeah, all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the 10th day of December, 2021. Made 10 ticks in crude, 27 ticks in gold, and 54 ticks on the ES. That put us at 1,045 on the morning session. Today, it took six minutes and two trades to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $160 a contract, and we took a total of 23 trades this morning. So on the month now, we're up $7,515. So for eight trading days, averaging $939 per contract per two-hour trading day. Now, I told you I need like $1,050 a day or $1,500 a day. I only got $1,045 a day. I was trying to keep that up above $1,000, but now I'm just going to try to keep it up above $900. Um, Anyway, on the year, we've gotten our goal for the day on 234 out of 237 days, and that puts us now at $139,590. So getting 140000 which was my goal for the for the year, but I had to adjust that down from 150 is pretty much a gimme on the year. Getting 150000 which was the original goal, that's going to be difficult because back in August, I was going to have to average $700 a day on a, for the year to get that. So... We'll see how we do the rest of the the rest of the month. I have 14 solid, well, I have actually 12 complete trading days and two half days left of the year. So I need to make 10 grand over those over those days. Um, all right. So that said, um, on the year we've traded 237 days, averaging 588 dollars per contract per two-hour trading day. If you were to quit when you got your goal for the day, you would have worked a total of 62.2 hours so far this year and averaged $2,987 per hour, okay? So, I mean, you gotta break that down to the minutes and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, you would've worked 62.2 hours, okay? Let's do that right now. Break it down to minutes, hang on. Let's bring up a calculator here. That's 62.2 hours times 60 minutes. Okay, 3,732 minutes. And if we were making $2,987 per hour, what does that average out per minute? <laughs> I don't know. It's 3,732 minutes that we traded. And 18, hang on, let me, 3732, all right. So, 
3732. $49.79 a minute is what it breaks down to. It's pretty good money if you can get it. Um, anyway, that's the way it works out with the 2420 blueprint, right? With the one modification that you add one contract a month instead of one contract every $2,000 per contract. Um, I am gonna at some point break this down so it has the actual 2420 blueprint, how that would have panned out. Um, but this is just the modification of one contract a month. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get into the actual trades. Um, we'll start out with, well, right in the middle, we'll start out with crude oil. Now let's look at the picture here on crude. What I was concerned with, what I wanted this morning um, was for this candle to come down, hit the BBC, bounce off the BBC, do a 50% retracement of this candle. Now it almost did the 50% retracement. It took the other candle to finish the 50% retracement of that. And then it came back down and hit the BBC again. Now, my fear was that it was going to get stuck in between the MA1 and the BBC, but that is no longer a fear. Now it's down below the BBC. So right now on the way up right here, it's already hit the BBC once and gone up to the MA1, and it looks like it's going to try to do it again. This is the bigger picture stuff. Okay, that's crude oil. Now I'll do the bigger picture stuff for each market individually once, once we get to it. Okay, once I get to each one. But on crude, we started out... Um, right here in the pre-market, it had some pretty good movement. Um, there was, well, there was a trade right here. We'll go with this one. There was a trade there and a trade there. Um, I know that was pre-market, but that was enough to get your goal for the day. The markets opened up. I missed the first one. I got a break even on the second one. On this huge move right here, the only trade was the one that I did take down here. Um, and I got a break even on that. Okay. And then I had another break even and nothing in there. I had another break even. Now this was the leg length I was looking for over here, but you see how long it took it to do that leg length? It took all the way over to here. It did exactly the leg length and that leg length was from here to here. Um, but it took it from here at 10.20 all the way over to here at 10.44. So it took 24 minutes to complete that leg length. And then it tanked off of that leg length. And if we grab it and we bring it all the way over here, you can see what it did. Went from the top right down there. And then it did it again. And then it did it again. Okay. So we didn't get anything in crude oil until over here. Our first trade was right here. We picked up three ticks. And our second trade was here. We picked up seven. That gave us 10 on the morning session. Okay. Now, I was concerned about what it was going to do in between the MA1 and the BBC during the break, but in the break, it gave one shorting opportunity right here, and um, it gave a bounce off the BBC type long right there, highest probability trade. Let me look at the questions and make sure I am getting anything here. Um, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Right, both Michaels put comments in. Um, okay, so over here on the crude right now during the break, there was another long there, another long there, and nothing in here. All right, so now I'm going to go to gold. Now, those of you guys who were watching at the end of the session this morning, I had a gold trade on from right here. I had five contracts on, and my target was just a tick above this. It was just a little bit above that. It was at 
Uh, it was a nine tick target, so it was actually a little bit. It was two ticks above that. But Dwayne shut the meeting off before it actually happened. But I ended up bumping my stop to break even, and I got a break even on it. Um, it was taking forever for that thing to happen, though. I did get some some uh, some traction on the crude oil while all that was happening. But in the gold, we started out right here. This was our first trade. We picked up one tick. And this was our second trade. We picked up 15. So we ended up with 16 ticks, and that's where we got the goal for the day. There was one break-even trade in here. And you can see I drew this out, and I was waiting for it to break out of it. It finally did break out, and it made a nice, a nice uptrend here. Um, I had a break-even there. I missed a trade there. Looks like um, looks like I missed something right in here. I had a break even there. And then I picked up 10 ticks on this one to get me to 26, and one tick to get me to 27 right there. And that was the end of the session. Now, I went long on this up close right here, and I waited, bought my stop to break even. It took forever for that to happen, and I ended up with a break even on it. Um, that was it. That was it. There wasn't anything else during the break. Okay, so the ES is where we had the majority of the trades today. I'll show you the one the one that I did in crude oil. I put that on during the break too, well at the beginning of the break. Um it was this close, this down close right here. And I took I I think I took nine ticks on that, eight or nine ticks on that with five contracts on. Um <clears throat> So over here on the ES now, I'll go back to the beginning. Now that stuff that I did during the break doesn't count toward any of the totals. Okay, I just left it all up there while I was waiting for the gold, so you guys could see it. Um, there was a long trade here that I missed on the ES to begin with. Another one here that I missed, and we had a break even there. And then we started picking them up eight ticks at a time for a little while there. Well. A couple of them anyway. We picked up eight there, put us at plus eight. Then we stopped out. Now there was another plus eight in here somewhere that I didn't write down. Um, I think it was right in here. There was another plus eight that I didn't write down because we went to plus 16 and then I gave it right back. I gave eight of them right back. But right there, I think it was the second plus eight because we were at plus 16. Then I gave eight back and it stopped me out pretty much to the tick and then went and did what it should have done. And then, so at that point, we're at eight. We've got four here to put us at 12. I was drawing pullback areas when there was a bunch of numbers, not just a single number. Um, but I was also given the good target numbers, and, and it was killing the target numbers, really. Went from 12 to 16 right there. Missed that one, and we went from 16 to 30 right here. So we picked up 12 ticks on that. Then it went sideways for a long time, and we missed. Um, no, we didn't miss anything. This was the pullback area that I was looking for to get back up to, and it got right up to it, and then it tanked, and I ended up with a break even there. And we went from uh, 30 to 38, so we picked up eight ticks right there. And then this one right here, my, my mic was off. I was walking everybody through this trade, but I picked up 12 more right there to get me to 50, and then four more right over here to get me to 54. Now, during the break, what I wanted during the break, at the end of this candle right here, I wanted this to close up at the top, and I wanted to close on or above the MA1. So I got what I wanted with that candle pretty much. Didn't close right at the top, close enough to give me a bullish candle. And so now, what I would really like to have happen, 
this candle closed up and in the middle. The next one needs to close up above the MA1, preferably above this trend line. And that is going to happen in the next five minutes. Um, if it's going to happen, I'd like to see it happen in the next five minutes. Or somehow look like a bullish candle and not a and not a a doji. Um, I'd like to see that in the next five minutes, please. Um, <laughs> but during the break, um, there wasn't really a bunch. There was a whole lot of junk right through all this during the break. Um, there was a trade here you could have taken. There was one trade right here you could have taken. One trade right here if you wanted to trade in all that chop. But nothing really good in there. Okay. And so right now, you see it's doing kind of a... It's starting to leg up right here. The cycle's moved up. Everything's above the way it should be. Everything's looking like it's going to come together for a push-up right here. And that's what I would like. So I did ask for that in the next five minutes, right? So we have four minutes left to that five-minute request of mine. And I just want to close up here at the top, preferably above this. I don't think that's going to happen in the next five minutes, but it could. All right, so back here. Now, if you are going to read the spreadsheet, you got to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the 10th day of December 2021. We picked up 10 in crude, 27 in gold, and 54 on the ES. That put us at 1,045 on the morning session. Today, it took six minutes and two trades to get to the goal for the day. At that point, it was we were up $160 a contract, and we took a total of 23 trades this morning. So on a month now, we're at 7515 That's over eight trading days, averaging $939 per contract per two-hour trading day. On the year, we've gotten our goal on 234 out of 237 days, and that puts us at $139,590 a contract. That's over 237 trading days, averaging $588 per contract per two-hour trading day. Michael, why did you put in 18000 Is that what I needed back when... In August, when I when I started looking at this, did I need eighteen thousand to get up there? Um. Anyway, if you have oh okay, if you have, I gotta put it in context. If you have not taken a free trial with me, uh, with us, then go here to eminitrainingschool.com and here at eminitrainingschool.com, all that we ask for is your first name your email, your phone number, and you can tell us to be a trading challenge so we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button and you'll be sent. Oh, the per minute rate. Ah, okay, yeah. The per minute rate is, is pretty good. Um, and you'll be sent a confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link, okay? If you don't click the confirmation link, we don't know that you took the free trials. You gotta make sure and click on that link. All right. All right, is the ES giving me what I want? Not quite. We still have two minutes left. I can talk for two more minutes just to see if it does. Um, right here on the on the four tick range, it doesn't look like. See, I got to see it in context. That's the thing, Michael. Um, you know, seeing it five after, five minutes after I said it, it it doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, the the amount that I made per minute was not eighteen thousand dollars. You know, I was pretty happy before when I used to work, you know, a regular job and I was making like $2 a minute. That was, that was pretty good money. Um, but then I learned how to 
straight. No, forty nine dollars a minute. <laughs> um, all right. So what I'm looking for right now is I want this candle to close up here in the next minute, right? And so we're gonna gonna have to see if it does. If it doesn't, as long as it stays above the MA one and above this trend line, I'll be happy. But we have one minute for this to happen, and the four tick range doesn't look like it's gonna be very helpful here. It's not given a long trade, but it's not given a short trade. So a little more indecision. All these markets are kind of looking indecisive right now. Now, Dwayne mentioned the Russell and that thing being the dog. And it could either be the leader, so it could be everything else could be the dog, or it could be the dog and just trailing everything else. And I'd like to think that that's the case. <laughs> I'd like to think. But we'll see. 20 seconds here. We'll see what kind of candle this is. I don't think it's going to close down too far, but I'd really rather have it just be a little bit positive. I don't think that's going to happen, though. <laughs> it's going to have to make a really fast move here in five seconds. Um, and it's not going to do it. And you see my clock and the clock for the candles are off just a little bit. Um, for those of you guys who are, see, it just triggered right there. For those of you guys who are doing trading view, you can see I I did put the colors on the YDR. Um, I know they're not exactly right right now, but what you what you see right here is kind of kind of neat in that you know when it's when the YBR is below price, you normally never see um, you only see blue on it, you never see red. But the way that it worked out is when it's below price and it's red, it seems to like suck price to it. And when it's above price and it's blue, it seems to seems to drag price to it. So um, below price and red kind of pulls price down. Above price and blue kind of pushes price down. See that every time it's blue. I mean, it's basically just changing the colors based upon all but one, all but one thing. Um, you know, usually I say the one thing that I missed in the formula was where it is with regard to the YBR. You know, it would suppress all the, when it's below it, it would suppress all the red and only give blue. And when it's above it, it would suppress all the blue and only give red. But, so it's almost there. It's almost there. I was up all night going to that thing last night. All right. So there you go. With that, we can pass it back out to fabulous Phoenix, Arizona. Studio A overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. I see you are ready. I'm ready. Recap of the recap. Okay. Uh, today, it took six minutes and two trades to get to $160 a contract. Good job. Thank you. Good job. Okay, so far this week, guys, Logic 247, that's our 24-7 around-the-clock e-mini alert service. The alert channel opens for business Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, stays open until... Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern when the Globex markets close for the week. There's a one-hour break every day from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Since the markets open Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, we've issued a total of 74 alerts, seven never triggered, still waiting on the outcome of two. That gave us 65 actionable alerts, of which 8 or 12% would have been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible, using market structure 
and a very simple three-step process that we teach all of our traders. And the good news about the alerts is they are sent out way ahead of the trigger so that you have plenty of time to study the chart, to study the alert, to understand why the entry is where it is, why the initial target is where it is, where the second, the third, the fourth target is. It's teaching you how to find the windows of opportunity because our goal is that you eventually are able to find these windows of opportunity without any help from us. Now, along with the Logic 247 alerts, which come out around the clock, we still have our original alert service, the Concierge Trade Alerts. And the format for those is a bit different. Instead of coming out around the clock, this is posted as a static report shortly after the Globex open each evening. Again, giving you plenty of time to be prepared to trade using everything you learn in the live training room, along with the help of Logic 247, to make your buying and selling decisions in whatever time frame that you've chosen to execute your trades. Last night we posted at 6.10 p.m. Eastern. So whatever markets you trade, you should make note of the price at that time. Because <clears throat> from that point forward, if price starts rising towards 46.83, that's bullish. So our strategy will look for opportunities to be long the market. If price starts trending down towards 46.61, that's bearish. And so our strategy will look for opportunities to be short the market. In either case, that's where you have the ability to use not only Logic 247, but everything you learn every day in the live trading room to help you make your buying and selling decisions. If you want to take a screenshot, feel free to do that. Five, four, three, two, and one. Okay, pull that out of the way and we'll go to the daily chart of the S&P 500 E-mini futures. When the new session opens, if you leave your, your charts running all the time, you need to do this. Just on your daily chart, change the time frame to anything else, put it back on daily, okay? Sometimes when the new session opens, the indicators get kinked up a little bit. Now, compared to a lot of charting uh, methodology, or a lot of trading methodologies and strategies, uh, we're sort of minimalist. Uh, we don't put a whole lot of stuff on our charts. In fact, we try to keep it as minimal as possible. Now, the last leg up began October 1st. That's when the low was put in at 42.60. On this day, October 14th, we closed back above the BBC. This green line is called the BBC, stands for Bull Bear Cross. When price crosses below it, we're bearish, we anticipate lower prices. Then when price crosses back above it, we're bullish, we anticipate higher prices. Now that's true for all markets and all time frames, whether it's a daily S&P or a one minute crude or 10 minute gold. The principle, the underlying principles are the same, okay? So from the low to the swing high, put in November 22nd, to the retracement low, 
put in on December 3rd when we hit that 50% Fib retracement for the second time. These are the Fib extensions overhead. We've already gone through the 38. Now first we pulled back to the 38% retracement, then we pulled back to the 50% Fib retracement twice, then we got back above the BVC, and we talked early in the week about where we would expect there to be potential resistance as price tries to take out the all-time historic high. And so far, one, two, three days in a row, that area that we highlighted has held as resistance. Currently, price is sitting right on top of the step line, which serves as support. Yesterday's low, if broken, is a good shorting opportunity. The 24% Fib retracement is right here at 46.27, and the daily BBC is roughly 46.37, okay? Always important to take a big picture look at whatever market you're going to trade so that you understand where the truly important areas of support and resistance are. The larger the time frame, the more important the information it conveys. So obviously, the resistance overhead from a daily perspective is today's high at 47.06 and a half. And then yesterday, looks like we traded down because of this little, here I'll move that so I can actually clock the low. 46.62 and a quarter. And today, we put in a low at 46.64 and a quarter, okay? So we came within two points of taking out yesterday's low. Haven't done it yet. So let me put this back in place where it was, okay? So we've been trapped between support and resistance on the daily chart now for three days. Okay, but just because price is trapped on a daily chart does not mean we will not have trading opportunities on our smaller time frames because as Michael just showed you everything that happened in the live training room this morning, here's what happened with the concierge trade alerts last night. Now, I gave you the recap of the Logic 247 alerts and we're at, I think, 12% stopped out so far this week based on the $300 risk profile. An ordinary week, or an ordinary week over the last 175 weeks is 20%. So the percentage this week is a little better than normal. So the CTAs went out last night, 10 minutes after the Globex open. This vertical line separates today from yesterday. And back here's Wednesday. Now see the swing high on Wednesday? Okay. That will continue to be potential resistance until it's broken. Uh, yesterday or last night in the workshop, uh, since it extends back here, it was probably yesterday on the show and then I extended it uh, during the workshop last night. <clears throat> These two windows of opportunity, uh, the first one filled twice and the second one came just shy of filling it looks like the second time. It should have been that resistance right there, okay? And we poked just above it. 
price then came back down to the BBC where it found support. That's what we expect when price drops to the BBC. We expect support until proven otherwise. Support bounced us up to resistance. Whenever the market finds support, it's going to go look for resistance. When it finds resistance, it's going to turn around and go look for support. That's true across all markets and all time frames. So the CTA long number last night that came out at 6.10 p.m. Eastern was to be long 46.83. And the first trigger took us up to 46.88.75. So that's five and three quarter points. Five points of $50 a point. That's $250 per contract traded. Then price got back below the trigger, found support at the BBC, triggered again, and from 46.83, the market took us all the way up to 47.06. So that would be 23 points at $50 a point. It's over $1,000 per contract traded. And by looking left, you knew the areas where you needed to be aware of potential resistance. That high, see how beautifully it lines up with that high? Okay. We weren't able to break through that resistance, and so this resistance still looms overhead. Okay. So after that $1,000 per contract trigger, we got back below the CTA trigger at 46.83, but not all triggers are created equal. This time, we've got red and falling overhead. Now, did it, in fact, make it up to red and falling? Yes. Would that have been a profitable trade? Again, yes. However, we recognize that red and falling represents resistance. And as you can see, red and falling sent price right back down to the BBC, which we expect to be support. This red and blue indicator, it's called the CFMA1. I simply refer to it as red and falling, blue and climbing. Okay? So we've gone from resistance back to support, back to resistance at red and falling, now back to support at the 30-minute BBC. So what happens here is very important. Okay, will we dip back below the trigger and take another ride to the long side? Or will we take out this swing low? If we do, there's a window of opportunity right here. Now, this bullish cross, price spikes so fast through it, but when you have a bullish cross that leads to an extended move, the first time price revisits that area, you expect that to be good support. And it was here. This one made it through it. And since it did spike, it didn't stay there long. Okay. Ran down and ran back up. Still creates a window of opportunity from roughly 46.76 down to 46.70. Yeah, so about a six-point trade at $50 a point, $300 per contract traded. Now, if we were to trigger again right now on the long CTA, wouldn't recommend taking the trade because of red and falling. 
what we want to do is we want to let price get above that swing high so that we can take advantage of this window of opportunity right here that would be roughly 46 96 to 46.99 it's about a three-point window if there's enough momentum if buyers are serious price could keep going right on up to the previous swing high and if buyers are truly committed then we could go to challenge this resistance that has not yet been touched so we got a window below us got two windows above us okay that's the story on the S&P on the Dow the long CTA and I need to move this one over this part's not important really because it didn't get triggered but we want to keep it tidy there we go okay so the long CTA was at 35,870. Uh, the initial swing high only ran to 78. That's about $40 per contract traded. Basically, we got rejected. Price behaves around a CTA an awful lot like it behaves around the weekly trading zones, which we have published since December 14th of 2009, well over a decade. Now we got a nice window of opportunity on the downside coming in right here okay uh, if price continues down we got to take out that low and then the trade would be basically 35.750 down to 35.720 to be conservative that's 30 points five dollars a point 150 dollars per contract traded <coughs> on this trigger where we did have blue and climbing, which is what we want. Price ran up to put in a high at 35.977. So from 8.70 to 9.70, that's 100 points at $5 a point. That's $500 per contract traded. Price then got back below the trigger, triggered again. We still had blue and climbing and the swing high here was 35.906 so that would be 36 points at five dollars a point now we're below the weekly trading zone okay remember as price came down to the zone it found support gave us the bounce we came back we bounced again now we've gotten below the bbc we've gotten below the weekly trading zone and it's going to take one or two more candles and if price continues lower we'll have a confirmation or a bearish cross remember when price is above the bbc we only think about trading along below the bbc we're only interested in the short okay that's from the larger time frame perspective next is the russell okay the russell basically got rejected uh, the number is 2243 and the market put in a swing high at 
44.9 so it was one tick short of being two points so it was $95 per contract traded on the short side 22.10 we ran right to the target on every alert the final trade to target on a long is the zone above on a short the zone below now I want you to remember that these zones were sent out to our members Monday morning at 6:15 a.m. Eastern once we publish the zones for the week we don't massage them we don't manipulate them we don't change them in any way they are carved in stone look at how beautifully price came right down to that zone found support and took a nice bounce okay so we've got the bearish cross on the Russell we've got red and falling uh, the first trigger 2210 uh, the zone is 97 slash 98 so that's 12 points at $50 a point that's a $600 per contract trade and the current move has dropped so far to we'll call it 2204 that's six points at $50 a point that's $300 per contract traded on the NQ long side 16 to 81 no trigger on the short side all right on the first trigger 16 to 81 up to 16310 so it would be 19 and 10 would be 29 so for math let's call it 30 at $20 a point $600 per contract traded then price got back below the trigger triggered again this time it almost made it to the trade to target ran up to 326 and so and that's over 40 points $20 a point market made at least $800 per contract available on that trigger okay then we got back below the trigger triggered again this time we ran up to 16311 so that would be 19 and 11 is 30 $20 a point $600 per contract traded this one and this one are almost identical hopefully you're seeing the recurring theme here once an alert triggers whether it's a logic alert or a concierge alert once an alert triggers there's a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times in other words once a CTA in this case triggers you should anticipate that price is going to come back get below the trigger in this case it pulled all the way back to the BBC to find support that launched the next rally and then we came back to the BBC and we bounced off the BBC a number of times but look at what's happened okay blue and climbing has now gotten directly above price that means it's on its way to potentially becoming red and falling like this see how we got blue and sideways becomes red and falling okay depending upon how this candle and the next 30-minute candle closes 
If we start to move lower, we're going to get red and falling in the picture. If price can close in eight minutes above blue and climbing, then there's a window of opportunity up to these swing highs. We get through those swing highs, then there's a window of opportunity back up to the CTA trigger, and then potential resistance here, here, and here. Okay, that's a real clear picture. This is where the market opened last night. It put in a lower, a higher low from the close yesterday. So that was the first indication that we might see price move to the upside when red and falling turns to blue and climbing and then we start consolidating above the BBC. We get a little leg up, we get a pullback to the BBC. The pullback holds more often than it doesn't. And so those who understand our methodology and our strategy would probably not wait for price to get all the way to 16,281 to get into the trade. Worst case, once price, this candle takes out this doji right here, uh, they get you in the market at about 16,230. And so you've already got $1,000 per contract traded before you even trigger the CTA. Which then ran up to a high of 310. And that's basically just shy of $600 per contract traded. So the total move, if, if you believe pullback holds more often than it doesn't okay when you take out this high price is above the BBC it's trying to get to the zone overhead when price is below the BBC it's trying to get to the zone below price is always trying to get to a zone and the way you know which zone is trying to get to is where it is in relation to the BBC is it below it or is it above it okay so we're getting a little green here Still got six minutes. If we close here, there's not a lot. There's 253 up to 263. That's 10 points. That right there, that little window is $200 per contract traded. Okay. Then you've got another window from 67 or let's call it 70 to 81. That's another $200 per contract window and then the trigger remember once an alert triggers it's most likely to trigger again okay now one two three four triggers so far and number five may be cooking right here okay depends upon whether or not price can get above blue and climbing which will keep it blue and climbing because if price starts to decline, then blue and climbing is going to turn into red and falling, and that represents resistance. Crude oil. Kind of sleepy sideways. You'll see crude came right down to the weekly trading zone, spent many hours consolidating, finally bounced up to the BBC, which we expect to be resistance when approached from below. See up here, we got the bearish cross leg, pulled up to the BBC. And then a leg all the way down to the zone, which held a support for a number of hours. 
Then we bounced again up to the BVC, which we expect to be resistance, and that sent us right back down to the weekly zone where we consolidated for more hours till we got this bullish cross, leg, retracement, the pullback to the BVC held, and the CTA on the long side was 72.10. Tidy these up. So I'll be ready Sunday night. Okay. So, uh, first trigger went from 72.10 to 72.30. That's a $200 per contract trade. Okay, then we got back below the trigger and we triggered again. And this time we made a run up to, it was 300, let's see. $230 per contract traded. Price has now pulled back to the BBC. We've got red and falling overhead. We're on the verge of a bearish cross. Okay. If price takes out these lows, then we've got a nice window of opportunity waiting for us right down here, right down to the zone 7050 slash 7055. That zone up there at 7460 slash 65, that's the highest weekly trading zone this week for crude oil. So keep your eyes on this one because this could become a nice trade a little later in the session. 7585 down to 7055. That's a $300 per contract window of opportunity. If price can take out these lows, in the next area where we would expect the market to find support is the same place it found support here and here at the weekly trading zone. Okay, we've got two markets left. Here's gold. And you can see where gold found resistance at the zone 1790 slash 17. 91 and this number is 1769 there we go okay so here's the open last night we come up to the weekly zone at 79 slash 80. Again, the zones went out Monday morning, 6.15 a.m. Eastern. So we consolidated for hours at the zone. And then we dropped to the zone below, which became good support. That's what we expect. When we rally up, we expect resistance. When we drop, we expect support. So the support held at the zone got us back above the BBC. Now, only three things happen at a weekly trading zone. The most common thing to happen, the thing you're going to see 70, 75% of the time is this consolidation. This consolidation. The second most likely thing is rejection. That's what this is right here. When that 30-minute candle closed, it was a big red candle all the way to the zone. By the time the 30-minute candle closed, 
all that was left touching it was wick. Okay, so that's rejection. Third and least likely thing to happen, but it does, is price slices through a zone like it's not even there. After all these hours that it consolidated, after it came down to the zone below and found support, now it's got to go look for resistance. So it ripped through the zone like it wasn't even there, found resistance at the zone above. When we have a slice and the slice runs out of steam, what typically happens is price retraces back to the zone it sliced through and then it continues in the direction of the slice. And so this is just a textbook example of what the slice looks like. Slice looks like. All right, so the trigger was 1782 and it took us right up to the target at 1790. So that's $800 per contract traded if you entered at the published entry and you exited at the published target. From 82 to 90, it's eight points, $100 a point, $800 per contract traded. Then price got back below the trigger. Remember, once it triggers, it'll probably trigger again. And sure enough, it did. And on this trigger, it took us up to a swing high of eighty-seven half, so five and a half points, five hundred and fifty dollars per contract traded. From here, price has gotten on the right side of blue and climbing. Price is below the step line, <coughs> so it would not be out of the question for price to drop back to the BBC for support, and then trigger long again. If buyers are committed at this point, they're already showing signs of weakness because price has started to walk sideways, okay? But if buyers come back in, light the fire, then your window of opportunity is right here, okay? From basically 1788, up to the zone at 1790 it's a $200 per contract window of opportunity okay and that leaves us with one market silver silver got rejected on the short side and it hasn't quite made it to the long side but look what price did okay price went from zone down to the zone where it found support and then it bounced until it got to the BBC, which on key resistance, resistance sent the market looking for support, which it found at the zone where we consolidated for many hours. And then in the course of one hour, two 30 minute candles, we went from the zone at 2187 to the zone at 2223. So 22, 23 minus 2187 equals 36 pennies. Now, 100 pennies or a dollar move in silver is worth five grand per contract traded. 
a 25 cent move is worth $1,250 per contract traded. This was a 36 cent move. Okay? Two pennies, 100 bucks, $1,800 per contract traded. Just simply zone to zone. Even though we haven't triggered either one of the CTAs, those who have spent time not only in the live training room, learning from Michael, learning from Valerie, but also spent time in the one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions where I teach you how to use market structure and the simple three-step process, you would have been able to take advantage of most of this move once these swing highs were cleared. So perhaps your entry was 22, well, let's be conservative and call it 2206 up to 2223. Uh, 23 minus 6, that'd be 17 pennies. Remember, 25 pennies is $1,250 per contract traded. And that comes not from me having to tell you, get in here, get out there, as we do with the logic alerts, as we do with the concierge alerts, but simply your own understanding of how our strategy works. It's right there, okay? And if we continue higher, we're gonna run into the zone, which has been resistance. If we can get through that, and only then, will we trigger on the long side. But we're building a little base right here. I wouldn't be surprised to see this thing pop and at least trigger, even if we don't make it all the way to the zone. That brings us back to our daily chart, where we've gone from support to resistance, back to support, back to resistance, back to support, back to resistance, and we're headed back to the resistance again right now, okay? That resistance is the high of today's candle, 47.06 and a half, and 47.06. Now, those two windows of opportunity that I drew in here a few minutes ago, as you can see, we're already starting to fill one of the windows. And I think we said 46.96 or 46, 46.99, I guess it was. Anyway, there's that window. And then if buyers are serious, we'll push through and potentially fill this window of opportunity as well. Okay. Dow getting ready to trigger again the long CTA. Now we're above the BBC and we're above red and falling. So would it be okay to take this one? Yes, it would. And the first resistance you'd look for is right here at 35,906, which would make for a nice 36 point trade at $5 per point. And if buyers are serious, then we would go to the next potential area of resistance here, here, in here. The Russell, we had that short trigger. Now we've gotten back above the trigger. Okay. If price comes up to the BBC, we expect that to be good resistance. 
which would then give us another leg to the downside and another potential trigger. This one dropped to 22.04, six points at $50 a point. That's a $300 per contract trade. That's what the market made available. So if we go up and hit the BBC and start to come off, you don't have to wait till you get to the trigger. If you understand the methodology, the strategy, how to read the indicators, you understand market structure, the three-step process, you just put on the trade. Okay. All right. Here's the daily pushing higher. Okay, you've still got window to fill there. And the NQ is getting ready to trigger on the long side again at 16,281. And with all that said, we'll go to our good word for the day. Yesterday, we talked about having peace in spite of the circumstances. And we all got circumstances. Today, we'll talk about something different. Exodus 24.2, Moses alone is to approach the Lord. So the topic is learning to be alone with God. Some of us don't know how to really do that. We know how to go to church. We know how to stand up during praise and worship. You know, we know how to respond to altar calls, right? But some people aren't comfortable being alone with themselves much less being comfortable alone with God, their creator, who knows your innermost thoughts. And he knows what's in your heart. The word tells us that the heart of man is desperately wicked. And we spend a lifetime changing that by modeling our life after the life of Jesus. So, Learning to be alone with God, it's something you want to strive for. It's essential to be alone with God in order to hear clearly from Him. Now, being alone with God doesn't mean that you're just yammering away. You know, oh God, I need this and I need that and please bless this person and heal that person. Sometimes, in fact, my personal goal so if I have 10 minutes to spend alone with God, I want to talk for about a minute and then try listening for nine. I know that all my life, God has heard my prayers. I'm thankful that today I also hear his answers. For a texting, tweeting generation hooked on mobile phones and bombarded by round-the-clock media, this can be a tough concept to grasp because just, just when you're, you know, you've lit your candles or your incense or whatever it is you do because uh, you're going to be alone with God for a little bit, well, the phone rings or somebody likes your Facebook post and that gives you a rush of endorphins and serotonin and so you got to go look at that and get that feel good, which lasts all of about 10 seconds, right? If you're going to be alone with God, leave the phone in the other room or, or, or just turn it off. God forbid we turn it off. This thing has an off switch. It does. 
until you grasp that, you, you won't get very far spiritually. Because to progress spiritually, you need to learn to be alone with God. Are you serious about following Jesus? He often withdrew and prayed. That's in Luke 5.16. He went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. That's Matthew 14.23. How did Jacob the deceiver become Israel a prince with God? That's in Genesis 32.28. And Genesis 32.24, the Bible says... He was left alone, and a man, the angel of the Lord, wrestled with him till daybreak. And he walked with a limp for the rest of his life. The greatest spiritual victories come from the battles God calls you to fight when you're alone with him. He outlines and clarifies his plans for your life when there's nobody else around. That's because he wants you to be more influenced by him than them. When God is grooming you for a special assignment, you'll be required to spend time outside the company of others. In Exodus, God said, Moses alone is to approach. The people may not come up with him. See, God wanted to have some alone time with Moses. After Elijah spent the night alone in a cave, God told him, Go out and stand on the mountain, for the Lord is about to pass by. That's 1 Kings 19.11. Daniel was left alone, gazing at this great vision in Daniel 10.8. And Jeremiah wrote, I sat alone because your hand was on me. That's Jeremiah 15, 17. So friends, learn the difference between loneliness and solitude. When God sidelines you, glean all you can from the experience and move to the next level. That's our good word for the day. I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell. Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, 
Call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decision. 